All right, y'all, before we get to the latest episode of the Banquet Hall podcast, I just want to talk to you all a little bit about another sponsor of the pod. I have the shirt on. I have the board game in hand. That's right. We're talking about Play Black Wall Street, the board game. Uh, Play Black Wall Street has the mission of educating families on the legacy and ideals of Black Wall Street in a fun way creative and educational experiences and the best part is you can have play black wall street the board game in your own hands uh, go ahead and head to the link in the description you can use my link uh, to get 10 percent off the second edition of play black wall street the board game uh, just go to playblackwallstreet.com slash banquet hall podcast that's playblackwallstreet.com slash banquet hall podcast and once y'all get y'all skills up in the game holla at me and i'll be happy uh, to learn a little bit about black wall street with y'all now let's get to the episode. Awesome. Let me take my little tea right here. Blueberry lavender. Gotta keep me nice and chill for the chill vibes of the podcast. I like that. I've never tried that. I'm gonna put that on the to-do list. Oh yeah, blueberry lavender tea, uh, either with some honey or some sweet cream creamer. Perfection, like, gets you nice and mellow, nice and relaxed. It's my favorite tea to drink right before bed, like, nice blueberry mm-hmm. lavender vibes. That sounds good. That makes me want, like, some passion tea. Mm, I love passion tea so much. Mm-hmm. Sarah, listen. I don't know. You ain't got to apologize. I think that's why I start the recording a little earlier before the actual podcast start, because usually something is said or something happens where I'm like, ooh, that's a good way to start a podcast episode, because people will tune in this trying to hear from you, and then they start the podcast when we talk about tea, not they want to grab a cup of tea, and I feel like that's the vibe I want this episode to be like. I want all the listeners, grab a cup of tea, turn the mood light on. If you got a fireplace, turn the fireplace on, and yeah, chill back and listen to the vibes. I like that that too, but uh, welcome everybody to another edition of the Banquet Hall Podcast. My name is Kyler Nathan. I'm your host this evening as usual, or whenever you're listening to this. I always say this evening because it's this evening when I'm recording it, but people could be listening to this at four o'clock in the morning before all I know. Um, Very excited to get this episode to you all, Uh, but first things first, got to get through the logistics. Uh, new listeners or listeners who still don't listen, please follow the podcast on Instagram and other social media at Banquet Hall Pod. Give us a five-star rating. If you don't believe in a five-star rating, just wait to the end of this episode. I guarantee we will have a five-star rating from you. Uh, but without further ado, I'm joined by another wonderful artist in San Diego, the one, the only Phoebe. Phoebe, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. Um, when I was thinking about how to introduce you, I was like, I could do the whole like, my name is Phoebe if you want to, but I can't say that because it'd be <laughs> if I want to reach you and then it don't rhyme and then the whole thing doesn't flow. Uh, so I'll let you go ahead because I saw you mouth this. So go ahead and introduce yourself to the folks listening back at home. I'm dead. Okay, so my name is Phoebe if you ever want to meet me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love it. I love it. I literally was like, I, I was trying to think of another word that would rhyme, but it's just like, I, I, everyone's like, my name is, Fee- her name is Phoebe, if you want to reach the, but like, nah, I just, <laughs> it all really flows. That sounds so poetic. I don't know. <laughs> hey, I'm a poet. That's what I do. Like, we gotta, we gotta get the poetic vibes going, but uh, Phoebe, very excited for folks to be able to get to know you better uh, before this podcast, as I share 
before we started recording, I literally just played your whole discography on Spotify. I got the blueberry lavender tea going. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm here for the vibe. So uh, hopefully by the end of this episode, uh, we get a bunch more people on the Phoebe vibes too. Uh, the way I like to start every podcast episode, I believe it's really powerful to know where folks are from and how that city raised them. So uh, why don't you let the folks know where are you from and what does home mean to you? Ooh, okay. So uh, I was born in Accra, Ghana. So um, that will always be home to me. My mom is still there, my grandma, my aunt, lots of family. Um, So that's always going to be home and at the root of who I am. Um, But I have the memory of like a goldfish. (laughs) So I don't remember much. Um, I came to California when I was like eight years old. Um, And I've lived in like the LA area. So like Carson, Hawthorne, Long Beach, like those uh, areas. And then I came to San Diego when I went to San Diego State. So I've been here for quite some time. I don't know. I guess I caught the bug and then I left for like two years and then I came back. So San Diego is also kind of like what I consider home or where I've made my home um, Mm. in my adult life. So yeah, I can claim both, right? I think so. I mean, it, yeah, all three. It's just us on a podcast. So this is your world. Whatever you want to claim, you claim. Uh, I'm a little bit biased being from the City of Angels that I think there's one of those that is uh, better than the rest. But I've never been to the continent before, so I can't really I can't really talk. Dang, that's crazy. No, I meant for the San Diego people. They'd be like, um, you were not born here. Like you you can't claim San Diego. So I'm going to claim it. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, we're going to get to it, but as far as I'm concerned, you have already earned the title of one of Dago's finest, which uh, if you want a Dago's finest, then I think that you can claim San Diego as your home because, yeah, you you part of San Diego. Now, we both damn near can claim San Diego as home. I wasn't born here either, but I feel like this is kind of like a second home for me. (laughs) But uh, as you mentioned, uh, you came to San Diego for college at San Diego State. I've uh, been getting quite a bit of San Diego State representation on the podcast lately. I personally went to UCSD, but I wanted to hear a little bit about what was that experience like for you, like coming to San Diego from LA, going to San Diego State? What was the college experience like for you? Ooh, okay. So um, I grew up, I want to say I grew up kind of sheltered, you know, like it was literally home, school, dance rehearsal library like that that was kind of the rotation for me so coming to San Diego State was like my little piece of freedom like Mm. I get to be two (laughs) hours away (laughs) it's not that far but like it's far enough you know so um that experience for me it was like I said freedom um got to meet a lot of people it's where my leadership skills were further developed um um I was involved in a lot of different communities within the school itself so like um I went to Harambe weekend Mm -hmm. um that's probably where I met a lot of people and then uh started Afrique the African dance club or dance organization on campus Mm -hmm. um I was an SDSU diamond um I was Miss Phi Beta Sigma I was just all over the place um (laughs) and that's also kind of like where I started performing and like taking music seriously or I would like perform at a something like an open mic or a talent show or something like that and they'd be like oh you need to put that song out I was like I was just doing it for fun but thanks (laughs) but 
yeah, that was that was my SDSU experience. Oh, and it's also where I met my closest friends. Those are my sisters now, so I'm grateful for all, for that too. Your closest friends. It's always good just the friendships we make in college. Like I was just so I worked for UC San Diego and we had a group of about like 30 or so black and brown kids come to campus today. And I was talking to them about my college experiences. And I was just saying, like, man, the friends that I made in college, like I understand like the lifelong friends you can make in college. Like you just know, like, no, these are the people that are part of my core circle. Like, no matter what, these people are going to be with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I see. And it's just great to hear that you got your start at college as a singer, as an artist. Uh, So what was that like the first time kind of putting yourself out there and receiving some of that feedback that you should put it out there? Because I know like even for myself, when I first started performing poetry, it was more of a like, yeah, I'm gonna just do this to share talent, be a part of community. But then people are like, oh, like you should write a book. I'm like, what you you mean? What you mean I should write? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I definitely had the same experience. Um, And I feel like I would just kind of shrug it off. Like, okay, thanks. And then I would just kind of go about my business. I never really like took it seriously. And this is going to sound a little, I'm just going to say it. Um, Yeah, just say it. Those those types of comments weren't exactly new to me, you know? Mm. So like I used to perform like in high school, middle school. Like I remember- I was always on some sort of stage. So it wasn't like mm-hmm. new and people would place this expectation like, oh, when are you going to be on The Voice? Um, when are you going to be on America's Got Talent? So like I heard things like that, but I was just like, ha ha, okay. They, you know, just kind of brushed it off. And it wasn't until after college that I really like started hearing that um, and listening to it and taking it seriously, but also like trying to find that like those types of comments and that type of um, confidence in me, like, from myself because other people it's like fine but like if you don't see that in yourself it's just like what are you doing it for Mm. yeah I totally hear you on that so what would you say was that moment or series of moments that made you kind of feel that for yourself that you could do this Mm. I'm gonna say the ones that like pop into my head first because they must be the most prominent right um So I remember, well, for one, when I was doing the Miss Phi Beta Sigma pageant, um, and there was another pageant right before that, I forget what it was, but um, when I was doing that and we were talking about like, oh, the talent portion, um, obviously I danced. So it was like, oh, obviously Phoebe's going to dance, but you also sing. So like, what is that going to look like? Um, And I think that's the first time I like, wrote and performed a song of my own um and I felt like that song was impactful obviously I never put it out it's just something that I did for the the pageant um and then I did it again in Nevada but that was one of the moments where I was like oh I can actually write music and perform it and people will like it and it's not a cover or like someone Mm -hmm. else's song it's my own and they can connect to it like I might be able to actually do this wait a minute now so that's definitely <laughs> one of the, the moments that I can remember um what else did I do I'm gonna say that's a core memory for sure hey like you said whatever memory comes to mind first that, that must be the inner you saying like no nah, this this was it this was my moment 
Um, and so I think throughout the first part of this podcast, you mentioned singing, dancing, you're obviously a multi-talented, multifaceted artist. So I would say like, if you had to describe who you are as a creative or who you are as an artist in general, like what's the Phoebe vibe? Okay. <laughs> the Phoebe vibe. Um, I like to make the type of music that I would want to listen to, not necessarily what like what's already out there, just what comes from within. Um, and sometimes that means like I'm writing about heartbreak or yeah, I might be writing just about like my personal experiences. And most of the times either those are like really sad or really sappy, or I'm just really going in and talking my, um, my shit. But the Phoebe vibe, it's like, I want to say it's like sad, soulful music that you want to listen to, not necessarily mm. because you're sad, but like you can feel it. That's yeah. that's the type of music that you can feel the most or that I can feel the most. So that's that's kind of the vibe, but also like empowering and just reflective. Mm. Yeah. I definitely get that reflective vibe. And when you said like that feeling that like means that you kind of just want to feel like, I think that's the exact way to describe it because as I was listening to your music and obviously I've listened to you perform live, I've listened to your music before today also, but um, it's just always, whenever I, whenever I play your song, I'm transported to a feeling or to a moment, or I'm thinking about a situation that might've made me feel this way. And so I definitely feel like that's accurate. And I don't know what necessarily genre that falls under. I don't know if it's part neo soul, part R and B, but it's just it's it's the music I want to listen to. Like like you said, and I feel like one of the reasons why when creating this podcast, I really wanted to be able to highlight artists and people in community is because, and I'm sure you've heard this as a creative and as an artist, but people are like, oh, like they don't make good music like they used to, or they don't make nothing that make you feel. It's like nah, like you not listening to the people because just listen to me sound like nah like this 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 goes in a rotation thank you thank you yeah I it's funny you say that because you hear that a lot and it's like oh I think we're we're reaching for that that feeling of like nostalgia because we like to listen to like the old school music because it sounds so timeless. Like those are mm -hmm. the classics that you really want to listen to and can listen to over and over and over within a span of years. Um, and I see this a lot in music now. We don't really sample anymore. Mm. It's almost like trying to recreate the wheel because we know it works. Um, but really it's just reaching for that kind of timelessness. Mm. that we're always looking for like can I play this 10 years from now and not feel like this song was from 10 years ago you know like mm. that's that's the, the goal really making timeless music and so not to put you on the spot do you feel like you accomplished that goal with the music that you put out there I think you have uh, hearing it from you <laughs> oh thank you um I'm always aspiring to that but I feel like that's a journey like that, that's mm. a path that I'm on. Um, and I always want to obviously do better than I did the last time. So like my last project shouldn't necessarily sound like what I'm working on right now because I've grown as a person and I've grown as an artist that it shouldn't sound the same. Um, 
And I'm kind of a perfectionist. So <laughs> sometimes I will listen to a song and kind of like keep it to myself for over a year. And mm. if I can listen to it and feel like, oh, I still love this. Like, yes, I would love to share this and I can let that go. Um, then that's success. Um, mm -hmm. If I can get there faster, that would be great. So we're working on it. <laughs> we're working on it. Hey, it is all a process. And I appreciate what you said about like, just how the time it takes to be able to feel comfortable with putting out a project, because I think when we're in this creative space, and especially in the time that we are today, where everybody's making a TikTok or IG reel, and it's just production, 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 production. I think we lose the fact that to create good content, it takes time. Like it takes time to develop it. It takes time to master it. It takes time to feel comfortable that it's representative of what you want to put out there. And I think too often people think that, oh, like Phoebe dropped this song. Like, oh, she did this this week. Like, nah, like Phoebe is probably working like a while on this project. <laughs> she probably had that song for two years. Um... <laughs> yeah, and it's just... It's kind of like we're capturing these moments. And so uh, as a creative, I'm very curious, what is your process? Obviously, like you're not necessarily writing a song for two years necessarily, but what is that process like when you're creating a new song or get inspiration for a new song? Um, I mean, in in the past, I've really only worked on like one, worked on and released one actual like project. Um. And that looks like, like looking for those pockets of inspiration. Like if I were to listen to a beat or, you know, somebody produced something and they sent it to me, I'm like, if I don't feel inspired by it the first time I listen to it, mm. it's probably going to sit there for some time. But also I can be inspired by it and have this idea of what I want the song to sound like but like maybe the words aren't coming to me right now or like the right melody that I really want to use in that song isn't coming to me in this moment so I'll kind of like allow myself the space and time to let it come to me but also work at it intentionally um and usually that starts with me like at home I'm listening I'm writing uh, maybe I'll record some like demos of my own just to start piecing it together but like it doesn't fully come together until I'm actually in the studio recording it in real time and I'm like oh I like the way that sounds let me add this um and I'll have something to take home that day but that will never be what I put out <laughs> <laughs> like never um and sometimes I'll like allow myself more time to just like listen to it and then not listen to it for some time and then come back to it, um, maybe make some improvements or re-record some parts. Um, but I definitely don't rush the process at all. But there does come a time where it's like, okay, we kind of have to, it's not going to just like fall into my lap, you know, like we got to work at it. We got to write, we got to rewrite. So yeah. And then I'm also working on um working with songwriters too mm. so I used to be really against that for myself personally because I wanted to get to a place where I have confidence in my own pen before allowing you know somebody mm. else to do that either for me or with me in collaboration whatever it may be I just wanted to work on mine before somebody else 
but no, that's I, been a fun, fun process too. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's a ownership that we as creatives have over the work that we create. And I think that you could put out a billion albums and people could glorify them for the end of time, but just being able to be comfortable that you're creating the content that you want to put out there or your voice is really coming through and what you're creating. I think that's very impactful and very important. And I think that as we talk about timelessness of music, as we talk about uh, the legacies that we want to leave behind, when people listen to your music and listen to the content you put out there, what do you hope that they're taking away from or what do you hope that the Phoebe legacy is when we're digging up this interview 50 years from now and you look back at the moments of 2023? Crown Ellen, Bay Area. A proud sponsor of the Banquet Hall Podcast. Thanks for listening. Oh, uh, I mean, you kind of like reaffirmed me when you said how it made you feel, because that's kind of the goal. Like, mm. I, I want you to be able to feel something or be transported to another time where maybe you uh, went through a similar experience. Like, that's that's the legacy. Um not saying I want to control your emotions, but yeah. I want to make sure you don't just like listen to a song. And you're just like, okay, anywho, next. Like it kind of <laughs> stays with you. That's, that's what I want. Yeah. Staying with you is the key. And yeah, I, I'd be shocked if anybody could listen to your music and just be like, okay, next. Like, it's like, you, you, you wasn't, you wasn't really listening. You wasn't really here for the vibes. Um, and one of the things I talk a lot of to creators with about this podcast or talk with a lot of creators on this podcast about is the fact about feedback and how we take in the music and the content that we're taking in. Because as a creative, I absolutely hate when you like show somebody a project, you're like, oh, that was good. And they just, <laughs> they just leave it at that. <laughs> it's like, I spent so long on this project just for you to hit me with a, oh, that's good. Like, what did you feel? Mm -hmm. What did you think? Where did this take you to? Like, what's the vibe like? So yeah, I hope that I hope that you get that feedback from people and as people listen to your music that they're able to tell you about those places that they're transported to, because I think that's one of the most powerful things about art and creating art is like there's a way that we connect with each other, whether it's behind a mic or listening through a stream. It's it's a way of connection for sure. Yeah. And I mean, even like to even get to the point of asking somebody for their feedback, it's like I must have really valued what you had to say so if that's all you had to say I don't know if I'm ask you again um <laughs> so, so I definitely feel that yeah and I also kind of like I hate the um the constant not constant but I'll say like when you ask somebody like how something was or maybe I just got off stage and I'm like oh how was that and they're just like oh that was great that was the best thing I've ever seen and I'm like not in Beyonce's world. Like, don't <laughs> don't ever sit here and tell me that was perfect. That is a lie. Um, so I'm working on taking compliments, but I, I need a little substance behind it. Like, where's the evidence? Mm, evidence is so key. Cause like maybe it was great, but like how was it great? Don't just don't just pump my head up. Yeah, or you know, like there's always a way to improve. Like honest feedback will always be better than just a compliment because I'm trying to grow. Um, so your feedback is kind of critical to that because I will always 
have something to say about myself, but to to know how it's being perceived and taken in can help go from like here to here. So I need that honesty. If it was Definitely. trash, tell me it was trash, you know, like <laughs> I'd love to uh, hear that. Not that specifically, but you know. Yeah, but it's like, oh, like I I think that you could have done this differently, or I think that I've seen you do this better. Or one of my favorite pieces of feedback to give artists specifically is that you could do better than this. Like, I don't know if you was really like here right now, like, or you weren't present during this performance. Because I think you could tell when somebody's just going through the emotions or going through the motions and it's like, yeah, I'm just kind of phoning this performance in versus when you could tell they're 200% into that performance. Mm -hmm. And there might be a lot of different factors, but yeah, I want to hear it. (laughs) <laughs> so listeners uh, as you tap in with phoebe's music those who already tapped in make sure you give that that constructive criticism that valuable feedback don't just don't just tell your artist friends that their stuff is good please especially if you ain't really engaging <laughs> with it like we know we good that's why we artists <laughs> right but not unsolicited necessarily either <laughs> like not mm. too much <laughs> just enough right right don't just be dming phoebe every day like so i think you should do this better i think you should do this differently because then you're gonna get annoying then you're gonna get blocked and then people ain't gonna like you (laughs) that was a pretty good summary (laughs) yet hey it is what it is uh but speaking of performances and just putting yourself out there so last or yeah last week i had evan and Brittany on the podcast and we we're talking about a CBS segment where they were plugging sessions at the shop uh, and Brittany was able to perform on CBS. And in that podcast episode, I wanted to make sure that my listeners understood just how big it is to know somebody that was on CBS. And not only were they on CBS, but now you also on CBS. And I just one want to give you your flowers because I think that we don't often enough really amplify how big these moments are. Like, people saw you on CBS. What was that like for you? Uh, It was actually kind of wild. Um, <laughs> that whole <laughs> week was actually very insane. Um, I mean, in getting ready for Soul Sunday and then performing at sessions at the shop. And then I'm at the gym, minding my business, as I usually do. And <laughs> I had a phone call I don't know. Well, okay. I got, I got a message first. So I was like, Oh, some, something's happening. So when I got the phone call, I picked it up. I'm literally on, I don't go to the gym, so I don't know what it's called, but it, it was leg day. Okay. And I remember it very vividly. I picked up the phone while I'm doing these little like leg push shiz. Like presses. Whatever. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal trainer's asleep, <laughs> but <laughs> I pick up the phone and they're like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Excuse me, for what? Like, (laughs) (laughs) and it happened so quickly. Um, I don't know if I was even fully able to like process, oh, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and be performing on CBS 8. Um, and I was like, all right, it's time to be professional. Like, we're, we're going to do it and we're going to make it work. And you have to perform your own original music on the news. Um, so it was just crazy, but also like an amazing experience, like just getting to wake up and get ready and go do that with 
first of all, such amazing people because it's really all connected. Like mm-hmm. the people who you know, and they're shout out to to Brit, Brittany and uh, Evan, um, and also Sean, uh, Chris, but it was all connected and it just fell so perfectly in place. And my dad texted me after and he was like, I am so proud of you. I was watching it at work and so-and-so texted me and like, he was just so proud. And that's another goal of mine to make, mm-hmm. you know, my parents proud. Um, I forgot the question, but yeah, that, that was an insane experience, but it was so fun. I'd do it again. 10 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The question was just, what was that experience like? So I think you definitely answered it. And uh, that's kind of what we were talking about with Britt and Evan as well. Just the fact that the community that we've developed in San Diego, uh, the connections that have been made and just being able to see artists from different walks of life, from different platforms, coming from different parts of the world, be able to connect be able to put something special on like even just looking at that week you were talking about like being on sessions at the shop being on cbs performing at soul sunday like the community is what got us here and just to be able to do that with the people that uh we love and support in community but also to have their support i'm sure it just means the world and i'm i'm happy that your dad was able to watch it at work and you to get that feedback because what are we doing this for if not to make the ones we love proud and happy for us most definitely. My little sister sent it back to me and was like, oh, you should check this girl out. She's amazing. I'm like, you're so funny. Okay. Ha ha. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> She's uh, too funny. I love that though. It's just, it's just special because best believe like when I saw that y'all was on CBS, I was like, when I was sharing with people like, hey, I know them. Like <laughs> we, we made it. Like we all made it. They made it. We all made it. Um, and I forgot to even mention, like, I usually ask, like, how do we cross paths? And uh, we talk about, like, this San Diego poetry scene. I'm not, obviously, like, we've been at multiple open mics. I'm not sure which open mic we met at or when mm-hmm. that exact uh, path was crossed. But just the people that you meet in the city, just on a performance basis, like, it becomes family. Like, I feel like I've known a lot of the people in San Diego just for, like, a long time. And uh, just going to open mics and seeing y'all perform, seeing the growth too over time is just so special. And like, I don't know, we feel like siblings sometimes. Like we make jokes with each other. Like the last mm-hmm. Black Expression, I think it was like the seven year anniversary. We was having like technical difficulties and whatnot. He was like, do a flip. <laughs> and I was like, that's some shit that a sibling would tell me. And then I told you to come up there and do a flip. And you had the nerve to ask the audience for a quarter. Point. So- yeah. uh i just i just love the community yeah Um, we alluded to the soul sunday performance so and i want you to be able to talk a little bit about that specifically like you have this a big platform this big venue you're able to perform for soul sunday downtown san diego what was that like for you also insane um (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny i was um on hidden vibes um and one of the questions that was asked was like oh you know like what what is your definition of success or um like what's a goal that you have something like that and one of them actually was to perform at Soul Sunday so like I said it was all connected um that's kind of 
that that kind of manifestation uh I was able to see in real time I literally got off stage and Evan was like are you serious like do you actually want to perform at Soul Sunday I was like hell yeah (laughs) so um to be able to actually make it on that stage um where this audience is so full of life and it feels like you're like at church but you're at a concert but those are your brothers and sisters like that's an amazing feeling um and obviously my friends were there one of them had my face blown up on a cardboard cutout with a stick I'm like you're so embarrassing <laughs> but I love you and I wouldn't trade it for the world um and my parents actually also drove down from Carson to watch me f- perform um and I don't think they've ever seen me perform mm. and definitely not not out here at least um, and not singing. So that was also really special. Um, yeah, I can say I'm a Soul Sunday alum. So <laughs> check goal for 2023. That was uh, absolutely amazing. And again, I'm always going to critique myself, but it's to get better. So God willing, the next time I'm on that stage is going to be even bigger and better. So mm. I'm excited. And so Soul Sunday was one of those goals and one of those checkboxes. Do you have any other goals or uh, things you want to manifest for yourself in the future as a performer and as an artist? You know, I'm going to be honest, not specifically. Actually, that's a lot. Um, so, <laughs> so another goal that I have for this year hopefully and if not this year then definitely by august of next year um i want to be performing on the so far sounds stages Mm. um i think that would be absolutely amazing so that's one goal that i'm currently working on but just trying to put out new music and be more consistent with that um is a goal of mine i have to I don't know if I've uh, fully processed the last couple of weeks. So that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be <laughs> reflecting, um, seeing what we did, what we could do better and how we want to move forward. But I definitely want to put out new music soon. Well, I love the sound of that because I definitely need some more music of yours to add to the rotation. Uh, my goal is to have like a long, long playlist of just all the artists I've encountered in San Diego. Um I have this playlist on Spotify called the homies and anytime y'all put out music, I just add it to the playlist and it's just so dope to be like driving in the car and then somebody will hear one of y'all songs and be like, Oh, who's that? I'm like, Oh, you don't know Phoebe. Like where you been? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Damn. I really feel like I made it. What you mean? You feel like you made it. We just talked. You was on CBS. How many people been on CBS eight news in this, in this zoom, raise your hand. It'll just be you. <laughs> <laughs> performing at soul sunday that like you're even like and i i fully understand i'm joking as a podcaster but even if you haven't made it to where you know that you want to go or where you can be just know that as a community we see you and we see all the progress that you've made and we know that you will be making it i think that's easy to say like i think the first step is putting yourself out there you have the content out there you have the support now we just got to get you out there and uh, 10 years from now, when you performing at the Grammys or something, I'm going to be able to say that I had the podcast interview on YouTube at the banquet hall. <laughs> claiming it. I like we the sound are, of that. <laughs> hey, I like the sound of it too. And we're going to make it happen. And uh, when I was talking with Evan on the podcast, 
uh, he was saying that uh, when people can't tell him that they got goals, like we're going to make it happen. So I'm going to uh, make sure Evan listen to this part of the podcast so we can make sure that we get you there. <laughs> he is for sure that guy. His na- He's not a, a goat named, or is it the goat or a goat? A goat, a goat named, named Evan. Evan? Yeah, that's not for no reason. <laughs> that is not for no reason. Shout out to Evan. Yeah. And so uh, for the last part of the podcast, I just wanted to go through like a quick series of questions. Whatever comes to mind first, it's totally fine. Uh, First thing is like, what's your favorite project or song that you've released and why? If you have one. Okay. That I've released. I know it's like picking um, your favorite child. No, it's kind of easy though. Uh, Definitely Mirrors. Definitely Mirrors. Um, That's released. yeah, I feel like that goes without explanation, but that is definitely, that's my baby. That's that's my love letter to myself. It's my love letter to God. It's my love letter to my friends and family. Um, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Wow, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't expect the answer to be so quick, but I definitely um, was rocking with mirrors uh, before we started recording too. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's a vibe here. Um, I will say that as uh, someone working a nine to five, like you be having me wanting to quit my day job a lot with that one. <laughs> so I Yo, have, like, do it. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> do it if it feels right and it makes sense. <laughs> I'm not willing to talk. I still have a job. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I like the day job one, because it's like. I remember when you performed it at the Hamlet and you were kind of talking through it and how it's like, yeah, like I'm capping low key because I'm still working. But like these are the vibes that we on here. And I'm like, yeah, because that's that's what I listen to music for. Like when I'm listening to Kendrick, when I listen to Game, when I listen to 50, like I know I ain't really out there in the streets like that, but I want to feel that way. So when I'm able to <laughs> listen to your music and like, you know, man, fuck that job. Like I'm about to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Remix coming soon. Yo, I'm getting Kyler on it. Hey, hey, put me out there. I'll, I'll write I'll write a verse or two or give you a little spoken word interlude before we got the collab coming. Speak I that into existence. Um, yeah. Next up, who are some people who inspire you or people that might influence your music, your writing style? Uh, I would have to say Beyonce. She inspires me just in general. Um <laughs> <laughs> I would like to be her. Um, not really. I want to be me, but uh, definitely Beyonce. I would say Summer Walker in terms of like writing style. Um, she's just so calm and you mm. can't listen to a Summer Walker song and not say like, uh, I felt that. Whether or not you've been through it, you like know somebody who's been through that. Um, and it's just so relatable and sonically sounds amazing. Um, Ari Lennox, uh, Jasmine Sullivan, um, but also DP the Unknown, mm. uh, Nebula, they also inspire me um, in having amazing artists like that who are also my friends, um, who I get to work with and talk to and um, like sometimes collab with. That is amazing. And their growth also inspires me to like keep going and um, keep trying to get better. So definitely them. Um, my friends inspire me. Shout out to them. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, those are those are some people that inspire me. Oh, also uh Brooke Va- Brooke Valentine, uh Brandy, also huge influences as well. Mm. Brandy's a good one. I, I can see the brandy. Classic you know, they're queen. all good. 
they're all yes. good ones but <laughs> yeah definitely definitely see the vibes uh what about some words of advice you'd have for someone who's maybe has similar to you has been singing or writing for quite some time but maybe hasn't released a project or doesn't feel ready to what words of advice would you give a young aspiring artist um I would say like know who you are um and what you stand for what you will and won't do um and understand the gift that you have on your own like without outside influences um because if you really love what you're doing it'll make it easier to keep going because it's not easy <laughs> at all <laughs> and um there are there are days where you you have those thoughts where you're just like oh everybody wants to do this and like what makes me different from everybody else or what sets me apart and you'll have those questions but if you understand who you are and what you're doing and why you're doing it um you can keep going and don't be afraid of feedback um good or bad because that's that's what helps you grow mm. I think no, that would be the biggest that. thing yeah yeah I love that. I think that that is one of those things where when you're first starting to write and that first time you ask somebody for feedback, it's a scary thing, but that feedback is what's essential for that growth. And I think that once people receive, like we mentioned early, like that valuable, good feedback or uh, areas that they can improve on or where their messaging might not have come across how they intended like I think that feedback is essential to the growth of an artist. So aspiring artists listening to this definitely hope that y'all push yourself out there and take that leap of faith even if it's just going to open mic and performing like I think we all remember those first times performing at an open mic it might be terrifying but man like that feeling afterwards when you get off and somebody talks to you about like oh like this made me feel this way or I was inspired in this way like that that was essential do you remember the first open mic you ever performed at oh well Black expression, obviously. Um, <laughs> that was the first open mic I ever, first like real open mic that I ever performed at. Um, so that is an amazing space. Um, and it's not just an open mic, it's like a community um, and it's a family. Um, and I haven't been as often as I used to, um, but it feels like home, like you can come back, you know? Um, so that is also a great space, whether it's Black Expression or anywhere else. Um, do what scares you. Go out there and do it and don't look at the numbers and because that'll that'll really mess you up, those numbers. <laughs> Again, if you know your why, you're good. You're golden. Keep doing it. Man, the synergy is just unparalleled because that's literally almost verbatim what Brittany said last podcast, just like if, even if only two people listen to your song, those two people who took time out of their day to listen to your music and those won't be the last two people to listen to it either. So uh, definitely great advice for someone trying to get started. Um, where can people find your music? How can people support you? What's what's the way we can find Phoebe if we want to reach you? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, you can find me on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, Tidal, um, all of that. And it's just P-H-E dot B-E. Um, and then on social media, it's at Feebalicious. That's a little long, so I don't know if we want to spell it. <laughs> but that's where you can pretty much find me and my music. 
all good. We'll make sure we have it in the show notes as well as at the beginning of the episode. Make sure people are able to follow you on social media. And one other way that I like to ask about support, just because I feel like, although like it doesn't cost anything to stream your music, what are some other ways that people can support you without necessarily like buying a song or something? Because I think a lot of times we talk about support, people think you have to buy something or have to do something. What are other ways people support you? Oh, well, for one, if you're in San Diego and you hear that I'm having a show, like Rihanna said, pull up. Um, <laughs> that's one way to support me. Um, and also, like, if you hear a song that maybe resonates with you or you know somebody who it might resonate with, um, send it, share it. It costs nothing. Um, and if they don't like it, then at least maybe they'll have feedback um, and you can pass that on to me. But yeah, just sharing it costs nothing. And, you know, that could go very far if every if one person shared it and that person shared it with somebody else and that person shared with somebody else then Mm -hmm. you know my music is traveling and it's making an impact and that's amazing hey that's how we grow uh any shameless plugs or anything else you want to manifest anything coming up that people should be looking forward to besides the day job remix featuring the fourth kyler yes besides that because that is coming we have evidence (laughs) Um, Besides that, I actually have um, something very special coming in a couple of weeks, the 25th, maybe. Um, I'm not going to say what it is because I want it to be kind of a surprise, but just look out for that um, and keep that evening open. Banquet Hall exclusive. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. and that's easy to remember around the 25th whenever it might be that's my mom's birthday that's like i know like 13 people born on august 25th so uh definitely looking forward to seeing just whatever whenever it comes whatever it is i'm looking forward to it i got my calendar marked i will be there um or just wherever i need to be it could just be logging in on instagram i don't know but i'm excited i like the i like the mystery around it too like look at you shamelessly plugging with getting the keep you on your toes Man, I'm I'm on all 10 of them. Uh, And then the last question of the podcast, just always want to ask our uh, guests, what are takeaways from this episode that you hope that our listeners took away from it, as well as what are you taking away from this episode? Well, I hope you take away that you should know your why, always know your why and whatever you are doing. Um, community is very important. There's always somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, treat people. Well, one, support your local artists in whatever capacity that may be. Um, but also, I don't want to say treat them like you want to be treated, but, you know, just be kind. Um, and there's more than one way to support an artist. Mm-hmm. So. You can always ask and, you know, find ways where you can help, especially if you believe in them. Um, and then what I took away from this episode, all of that, but also um, that I'm seen. So I appreciate that. Thank you for having me on here. First of all, um, I think that in itself is very big and it's it's a statement that you also believe in me. So um, I appreciate that uh, affirmation, I guess I could say. Um, and yeah, I'm just going to keep going, uh, keep being consistent, giving the people what they want, um, being myself. Cause that's all I know how to be. Be yourself. Cause that's all you ever know how to be. That might be the title of the episode. There's always one moment in recording 
where I'm like, ooh, that's the title. I have to make a mental note for that. Um, but Phoebe, this has been a pleasure. Thank you once again for coming to the banquet hall, blessing us with your presence. Uh, I am honored to have you on the podcast just as much as you're honored to be on the podcast. I feel like I made it because Phoebe's on the podcast. So you feel like you made it because you're on the podcast. So like I said, the synergy is there. The synergy is important. The synergy is valuable. Uh, listeners, make sure that you stream Phoebe's music, share it with three people. I, I literally want everybody listening to this episode right now to open Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you got that you listen to music on, uh, be go to the artist page stream mirrors stream day job stream rather be lonely like whatever it might be go stream it feel the vibes feel the music and then go on instagram follow support share follow at banquet hall pod as i mentioned y'all is getting a five-star episode we gave you all five-star episode more five-star episodes to come Uh, but thank y'all for tuning in and we will catch you next time Thank <laughs> you.